Our guests on the podcast today are brothers Harry and Alfie Hudson-Taylor, who together form folk group Hudson-Taylor. The lads started off their music career busking on Grafton Street and uploading videos to YouTube. To further their career, they moved from Dublin to London six years ago and since then have released an album and several EPs and toured the country countless times. I sat down with them a couple of hours before they took to the stage in London to talk about the trials and tribulations of a young Irish band in the UK and how living in London has affected them as people. I also want to say a special thanks to the lads for gifting us with a performance of their song, Travelling, to use as the intro for the podcast. How are you getting on with the tour so far? How's it going? You enjoying yourself? It's been brilliant, man. This is the first time in two years that we are out doing a headline show, a tour in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been playing in Birmingham, Manchester, Glasgow, Bristol so far. Tonight, we got London? Yeah, big night tonight in London. Uh, we lived here for six years, so London... Became like a second hometown show for a while, you know. It would only be down the road from us or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, wasn't for You guys still based in the UK, is that right? Uh, I'm still based in the UK. Okay. Yeah. I've moved back to Ireland very recently, back. yeah. Um, but, you know, stones throw away. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like getting a bus. But yeah, the tour has been fantastic so far. Mm-hmm. From, there's been such a long wait like, since our last album came out, and since that tour to now. It's like you just forget what it's like and uh, it's really nice we've seen like familiar faces in the audience but from three years ago. So yeah. You literally see people growing up. I'm sure they're looking at us thinking the same thing. Of course. You yeah. know. Uh, but that's been really nice. And like people know our music over here uh, which is another thing I forgot. You know. Uh, like people have been singing and stuff which is, which is always lovely. How do you find that the UK audiences compare to the Irish audiences? Is there a variation? There's variation in the UK cities in the same way that there's variation in the Irish cities. Like Cork is a different gig altogether than, than Dublin, and, and Galway is a different again to and Belfast and, and Derry and Limerick and wherever you play. And so the same thing applies here, I think, as well. Like, and it, it also depends on what days of the week you're playing. Some some cities are wild every day of the week because they have really active student populations. Mm. Other cities. You know, if you're playing there on a, on a, a Wednesday, it might be a little bit a bit more subdued, and then obviously a Saturday night's always going to be mad. <laughs> yeah, I might say like maybe maybe because of the it being a bigger country with more population, there are like I, I feel like there's a lot more venues to choose from, so you can go into town and there will be specific music venues. Now I understand independent music venues are under threat. A lot of them are closed in this country, yeah. but. There still is those facilities. So there. way so more that's than there really is. Nice. Yeah, you're go- you're going to a place that's only for for gigs. You know, mm-hmm. people starting out independent places that have been running for ages, which you have in Ireland, just not in every city. Yeah, yeah. Ireland seems like it's like more. Yeah. There's more. You'd be doing gigs in like if you're playing somewhere more rural, you might end up playing in like in a the club, night a nightclub or a hotel convention yeah. center or and that like changed that. the atmosphere entirely for yeah. for better, sometimes for worse. You know, but uh, yeah, that's one thing I've definitely noticed again is that there's a level of, I don't know, we're playing in music venues, you know. Yeah, I saw actually, I think it was before Christmas, you played first. That's the tube, by the way. That's in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's the yeah. sound of the London Underground vibrating. Yeah. That is the ambience of yeah. London there. 
Again, um, you were just talking about Turles, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a nightclub, wasn't it? Where yeah. you guys played? Ah, yeah, but that was that was fantastic. You know, Rowdy Crowd, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you're, we're prepared for all those, uh, you know, yeah. sort of situations. Um, yeah. Do you prefer more intimate venues? I know that you played Electric Picnic last summer, and yeah. that's main stage, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you prefer those intimate venues, like somewhere like? Every, every cave has its, has, has its own thing, you know. Sometimes uh, festivals like, can blow your mind, like just mm. and that they're all you know if you're playing on a big stage, like they're vast. It's a, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, but, it's a, yeah, and I think like intimate venues, definitely for people who don't know your music, I feel like it can win them over a bit easier. Uh, yeah, it? because it's like such a small environment, and we like to do things off the microphones. And, you know, just just get in the crowd and that sort of thing. So you you can get away with that a lot more inside a small room yeah. with a hundred people rather than on a festival stage. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just open space and you're shouting. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's a mix, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a mix. Yeah, different. Yeah. Well, just to give a bit of context for the podcast, we're in Scala, which is a music venue, obviously here in London, about a stone's throw away from. King's Cross Station. Is this the first time you guys have played this venue? Yes, it is. It is. Actually, yeah, we've been to gigs here, both of us. Yeah, and seen, seeing friends play here and uh, onto just music that we liked, enjoyed. When we first moved to London, we actually lived for about six, six weeks. We yeah. just lived stone throw away, yeah. like just yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, up on New York Way, it's called. Yeah, the Tiber Gardens. Uh, we've, we've organized a room in a flat for six weeks as we were. To London. Uh, that was your first yeah, landing in London. First, uh, no, well, we stayed in people's fr- in friends' houses and uh, that for the first little while, and then eventually yeah, we, ex- we had a double options. bed, we had a double bed, and then a mattress on the floor, and we were just kind of alternating between the two. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have that experience if I had a similar oh, yeah. one myself. You know, everybody who comes over depends on other Irish people. That's yeah. you know, to a certain extent, yeah. you feel like when you're an Irish person living here in London that you are part of kind of a sense of community mm-hmm. of Irish people here oh, yeah. as well did you experience that in your six years yeah, being for sure big think, time man. I mean I think Irish people in worldwide are welcomed you know for whatever reasons and London's no, no different to that like just yeah. one like mad experience was we were like yeah, we grew up in Ireland mm-hmm. we, we were fans of music we met you know we've never really met any Irish bands or anything we'd always just gone to gigs and then we ended up going to London working out of a studio and sure enough Danny O'Reilly from the Coronas walked into the studio and then we met him in London you know even you, know, you hadn't met him back home we hadn't home. met him back home we'd, we'd known of him and, and listened to their music yeah. and stuff and then ended up you know now we're writing songs with him and becoming mates with him and you know yeah and we were we were all just shared this common thing which being in London, being mm. Irish in London, and you know, part of the part of the community. That's yeah. what you're saying. You know? and I guess a lot of Irish bands are striving for a common goal as well. You're all trying to get more gigs and maybe get your music out there to yeah. a UK audience. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, you know, the reception is amongst English people to the Irish coming over. Do you, do you ever feel any negative? Uh, you know, feedback no, or no. I mean, if anything, I find a lot of English people come to the gigs and they you know they, they love it so much and they're almost they actually kind of sometimes are like really envious because they don't maybe have that same culture you know music like a natural kind of like gig going music yeah. kind of culture and a lot of English people kind of put their hands up and say yeah I wish like my, my 
town was a bit more like a not like an Irish town in, mm. in the way that they embrace music, you know. It's interesting. You know, you, you do you get that kind of thing, and that's that's not really a that's not a negative thing to say. They just they're just kind of you know feel like they're missing out on something. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean one of the reasons for one of the thoughts behind the podcast was you know 20, 30 years ago when Irish people moved to London or to the UK in general, but there was kind of certain um, pockets of society that you fit into. Um, I was just kind of interested in how that experience varied now 30 years on I do feel like people have a lot more opportunities when they come over here now you know a lot of people in Ireland who maybe might be creatively inclined or want to you know um, express themselves in a certain way and feel like they can do it back home come here mm-hmm. what was your reason for, for kind of making that move which was 6 years ago so you wouldn't know what age you? we were 8 years ago wasn't it? Oh, was it, yeah. no it was, it was 6 years um yeah, our reasoning is still very much the same as what we're doing now. Mm. Uh, you know, music, we were, I was in school, I was in college, we we'd started putting videos up on YouTube and started music, only doing covers, and then we started writing original music, and it kind of got the attention yeah, of some people two. over here, some managers over here. We never had any experience of the Irish music industry up until then, we were just busking in, on Grafton Street. Yeah. And then two people from London contact us and we're like, what does this mean? You know, we couldn't concentrate in, I couldn't concentrate in class, Harry couldn't concentrate in college, we had to kind of, I think, follow it a little bit. Work it out and figure yeah. it out, ask people's advice. Yeah. And so that's what brought yeah, us, that's what brought us to London in the first yeah, like that opportunity. Man, like management, management that were based here and, uh, you know, the, just the, the, uh, Opportunities yeah. to, to to get in and record music and yeah, like we came over for Easter holidays first. I think that's what it was. It was yeah. Two weeks, and we've done more in that two weeks musically than we ever done ever. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, you know, yeah. we were meeting heads that, that we we didn't even know what their title was. A and R, what? You know, label who? You know. Yeah. Things that what, what does that do? Just, what is that? An agent? We're gonna have our own secret agent here. Who is that? <laughs> yeah. You know. And, yeah. and so yeah, we were just coming to discover and uh, being yeah. I mean, it seemed, it seemed like in, at that particular time, it, it just seemed really important for us to come here and get out of Ireland and you know establish ourselves here. Mm-hmm. I think less it's less the case now. Even a few years down the line, for certainly for musicians, you you don't need to be based in London. Like I don't think I I feel like it's good to go and live in a different city. For anyone, but there's so many examples of people who are making music in their bedroom, and yeah. you know, and they get it sent to a mix engineer or a, um, somebody in London or New York or LA or whatever, and it's just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. You know, there's loads of these. Ah, yeah, you just gotta. I mean, that's each each other right now. Good music, you know. Yeah, whatever. It'll hopefully get heard. But there was this. Oh, I think there was definitely sort of an idea that at some point. Even even historically in like the eighties and yeah before where people were just like oh you have to go to London yeah that's where it's happening that's where it's yeah, happening yeah. and of course it is happening here it is hustle and bustle and it's busy and whatever but um it's no longer it necessity also, it can also you know it can if it can eat you alive like <laughs> it can be intimidating you know yeah um certainly took us like a good year to settle in you know when we moved here first and. You know, and that's a, and it's a really good learning kind of process to go through that sort of that sort of time. But but yeah, 
it's not it's not for the faint hearted like I said just jump out of Dublin cosy Dublin and come live in London I'm sure you found the same yeah it's a diff- I mean Cork is even smaller yeah. so you know it's a big difference um, you mentioned that some people in the UK when you were touring over here at first they were kind of you know envious in a way of the kind of the um, I suppose small town yeah. Irish music kind of culture um, has touring in the UK and like making music in the UK and living in the UK had an impact on your own music now or your own personalities even I guess as it informs your music specifically, for sure, it's hard to know. Hard to know, but it must have done. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I would, even with that, that envious, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I would kind of say my experience has been like, uh, I find if you're talking, you know, if you're talking to someone, their experience, they've almost become. They do that same thing as Irish people do. It's like, oh, you're from this place. Do you know this place? Yeah. Or do you know this person? You know, I find like English people do that now because. They all know an Irish person, you know, mm-hmm. so they'll meet you and go, You're from Ireland, do you know? And you're like, What? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not so, as small as you think. No, it's not as small as you think. So that's what I, I feel like, yeah, then maybe it's come together a little bit a little bit more, and there's loads of Irish out here, and that's a, it's only really a positive thing for both, both parties, you know. Uh, how it shaped our music, I think, yeah, our, our, when we first came here, song and songwriting was that year was being affected by. Mm. You know. Yeah, a big change for us coming from school and home life to living in London, you know, on our own, paying rent, you know, gigging, having those experiences, um, all of that sort of stuff. That influenced our whole first thing and our whole lives really and, and has influenced yeah, our songwriting ever since. Um, yeah. So you say you're still based over here now in London. Yeah. Whereabouts are you? Well, I'm not in London. I'm in Brighton. You're in Brighton. Yeah, okay. I did my nice. time in London. Yeah. Nice. We nice both spot. did our we both did our time in London. Moved here at the same time and we left here at the same time. Both moved to Brighton. Yeah. And I was there for the last two years and I just moved back to Dublin a couple of months ago. But he, he's still there in Brighton. Yeah, absolutely. What's the comparison? Living in London and being in Brighton is a lot more um, relaxed. Well, yeah, I found how how it came to be Brighton is we, we would always go there on tour visit there and have a good time you know feel drawn to feel really nice colourful accepting welcoming we grew up beside the sea we grew up beside the sea in Dublin and uh, it has that seaside town thing about it and uh, I've been living in London and working let's say let's say here for five five years Um, and yeah just decided to have a bit of a change things came to an end with our old record label which was based in London Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to stay near London, but not too far away from it. Or yeah, we found a really nice place to live in. And so Brighton is similar to, to home. Where are you from in Dublin, actually? Uh, we're from Dunleary. Dunleary. So, so again, yeah, right beside the sea. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like Bright- Brighton, I wouldn't say similar to home as a city. Kind of reminds me a bit of Galway, you know. Mm. But it's just it's much more laid back than London, and mm. you know, there's less people. It's a little bit more spacious by the sea. And fifty minutes away from London. Yeah, yeah. I do. So and twenty minutes away from Gatwick, two hours away from home. So yeah. No more. If I want to be I mean, there, you know. Yeah, exactly. Still no, no cheaper though than most parts of London. Like that's the only other thing. Like it's it's very expensive to live live in finding in any any cities these days. Like Dublin as well. Where I'm living back home in Dublin. It's it's just so crazy expensive. <laughs> and it's not just the start. Really really yeah. Um, so I guess do you have a favourite place in London while you did live here was there a certain kind of part of the city that you kind of 
were drawn to her, hung out in quite a bit, or was a favourite? Yeah, we've, grew, we've grown up um, kind of going back and forth to London uh, since we were kids, because our granddad actually uh, lived here in Camden Town. He had a house in Camden Town. Um, he passed away there last year, but like his his wife, uh, I suppose you could call her our step-granny, mm-hmm. he, was, he, was, he, he was with for 30 years. She still lives around the corner here in Camden, so... Uh, would resonate a lot with that because of visiting as children. Like I personally love going there. Yeah. But also, I really like, I really like the South Bank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Camden, Camden Lock. I love walking around the lock and the stables and the market. Market. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like just that sort of thing. Because we grew up coming coming to London. Uh, you know, it's just a place that we're we're used to, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, other than that, like when we're in London, the parks, nice, like Richmond nice Park. getaway parks. Yeah, mm-hmm. Richmond Park. Regions Park, beautiful. Regions That's a really good thing that London does. It's outstandingly well. Is like, yeah, urban parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, really good parks. Regions Park, Regions Park is amazing. Yeah. Like, you know, Waterloo like, Bridge is is amazing. I love standing it's, on it's Waterloo least, Bridge. It's the least it's the least attractive looking of the bridges. But if you stand if you're standing on it, it has a view of like such like immense like yeah. the city right down Tower Bridge and then. All the way along the banks and over to Big Ben, and you yeah. get like a really great kind of scope panoramic view. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's probably loads more as well. Uh, you know, again, we've spent five years here, so we haven't really much went into every borough, I'd say, you know, in our time. You've made the most of it so while you were here. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it made the most of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Camden Town would be quite historically, you know, a centre point for upcoming mm-hmm. bands and, yeah. and live music. Did you gig any at all there? Did, yeah, we did a few gigs actually. We played it, we, the, I don't think Ding wasn't open anymore. We played there. But, um, it was, the Electric Ballroom was a big one we did. That's obviously the birth of the punk scene was there. Um, Never played the Mount House, but we got to see lots of gigs there. Yeah. Um, and the, the Stables, that was called? Or? That, was a, how we, that was a big gig for us. Our first first kind of the bar fly. maker gig was in the Barfly was the Barfly yeah. had James Bay supporting us <laughs> <laughs> but no the one that was in the stables that was huge our granddad actually he came down to that one didn't he yeah yeah, yeah. And and it was like, was, he was in like 90 at the time yeah and it was the gig that kind of led to like us finding our first record deal mm. uh, you know more more people to work on our team and it was a really considered a really you know for, at the time it was huge for us we, we really like this is cool, you know. People, yeah. People are coming out to this little tastemaker gig, and yeah, it was just a really. I remember it being a really exciting time. It's a well-known venue, like Barfly, I guess to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah, it's Camden Stables. Yeah. yeah. What was, What did your granddad think of the gig that he that he went to? Uh, he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He, he was, was a beaming, like smart. <laughs> yeah. He was a he was a great man for the for like a for a big grin, like he just couldn't couldn't and giggles, like you know. To be honest with you, I think around the time that we saw that he saw us at that time, like you know, he was kind of in the early, early early stages of dementia. So like he, he may or may not remember five minutes before. You don't really know, but when mm. you ask him, you can't fault him for his like absolute. He was like the most ecstatically joyful man ever. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it was really fun. Nice. Um, do you ever think about? Moving back home at any stage, or are you kind of firmly in place here for the time? I do, yeah, I do. Um, but as I said, like I have built up a bit of a life over here now, you know. Um, and yeah, I I know I I'd be pulled back to Ireland eventually every time, you know. Every, there's a great buzz in Dublin at the moment, and all over the country really. And uh, yeah, I, I have a yearning for 
for living back there again, you know, one day, certainly at the moment, I'm happy where I am, you know, and, and again, I'm back home so much. And it's the one benefit with, with what we do uh, compared to, say, if you're moving to London and you, you're doing something else, you're kind of stuck in London. Yeah. If you're doing it. We, we, we're we doing so much time. gigging in Ireland that I'm, I'm home for two weeks of every month. Yeah. Or, or at other places. Yeah, or, or, or somewhere else. So, uh, yep. yeah, so now that I have a nice place, mm-hmm. wherever it is, you know, uh, I, I like being there. Yeah. And then it'll come around in Ireland again. Yeah. I, I'm so inspired when I'm at home. Yeah. Do you think more so because you're over here and you appreciate it all the more? Is that factoring? So. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, I appreciate both, mm. both places just the same. Um, there's coming into 2018. There seems to be a really, um, I guess, promising emergence of Irish music this year. Actually, Culture Island Ireland announced last week that they're going to start bringing over kind of emerging Irish musicians to the London Irish Centre in Camden and right. put on some gigs, like showcase gigs. Yeah, which is great that they're supporting, you know, really cool, emerging yeah. talent. Um, do you feel like did you guys have a platform like that when you came over? Like, do you feel like that's that's really important? Uh, there's loads of different little things like that that you know keep the community sense of it alive like you know there's not, like a lot of government funding's been cut for things like that so whenever there's like a company or a charity or a, you know some kind of musical society or whatever cultural thing culture Ireland uh, you know doing stuff like that you can't you can't really fault it it's like it's like it's a, it's a no-brainer really because it, it's good for them it's good for the artists it keeps the you know the connection between all the, the hundreds of thousands of people in Ireland that moved to London. Mm. And we were, we were really helped out by this guy called Gary Dunn. I don't know if you know him. He's, yeah, a, yeah. he's an absolute hero. Yeah, he, he offered us this gig in Trafalgar Square on St Patrick's Day. Yeah. Uh, he offered it to us many times, and Trafalgar's Day is a weird day for music because you could be anywhere, you know. Mm. And uh, when you're in a band, you get asked to play with like loads yeah. of different Paddy State things. Yeah. We so got asked like the first year we moved to London, it didn't end up working out. You know, got asked again the second time, didn't end up working out. Third third year of St. Patrick's Day into London, he still asked us to play and we did it. And it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. He, he like arranged a band to play with us and all that sort of stuff. So, mm. yeah, um, that, and that was a kind of our most, our only experience of the Irish Centre. And then, of course, just meeting other Irish heads, loads of Irish people coming to our gigs. Yeah. Um, share, you know, Codeline was one of them around the UK, which, mm-hmm. you know, that was really cool as well. Uh, yeah, there's definitely, we're ha- really helped out by the London Irish, Anglo Irish community. Yeah. Well, in terms of career highlights, then I guess I mentioned Electric Picnic, which must have been really cool. That was definitely a top one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hands down. Uh, one other, other game changer. Mad one in London was uh, a couple of years ago, 2014 15, in the summer. I think it was 2013. 13, even, yeah. We, were, we, we got asked to play in Hyde Park on the same day as the Rolling Stones. We were in this, in this little stage over in the corner of it, and we were going to get to watch the Stones. We were delighted. Uh, played the gig. Finished up and then um, you know that was it. Having some drinks, ready to watch the Stones, and then Tom O'Dell, you know that guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He, he had a chest infection, and it was announced like half an hour before he wasn't going to be able to play. He was on two before the Stones, and uh, the promoter he happened to be at our little gig up the top of Hyde Park. He's, he's like those guys would be. 
perfect. They've been great to fill in. So we are like straight off stage. We've half an hour notice until Tom is supposed to be playing. Now our gig, you know. Now now we're going to be playing until then. Two on before the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it was our drummer's first day on the job with oh us. You know, and got up there. Starting at the top. I mean. Got up there, did forty-five minutes to about forty thousand people. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. So, and that was like, you know, at the time, it didn't even feel real. Hyde Park, like, you know, knowing that they're going to be on the same stage, I guess. Is, yeah, yeah, like in you know within an hour or two. We introduced them onto stage. Yeah, actually, yeah, on screens, like not. So like they really? filmed, yeah. they filmed us, and then we actually introduced them. Yeah, it was the most surreal day. Yeah, yeah, like just absolutely crazy. It was also like July and baking hot sun as well. So. Oh, yeah. Did you get any? Um, did you see any of the like oh, Jagger only or Richard? Only their or lovely cars pulling up. Really? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're armored vehicles. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. Oh, that's, that's incredible. That's yeah, man. It really felt like just what does this city have in store for us next? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it was quite crazy. Was and that we, early on then in your, like how long had you been? Pretty early on, man. Yeah, yeah. a couple of years into the second year touring or something like that. And then we got to go back and play and have back again for the Olympics, you yeah. know, for this like, event that we're doing in the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, very cool. In terms of 2018, what's, what's, what's in store for, for the next year, or the, let's say the next couple loads of months? Loads of touring, loads of gigging yeah. all around. The world, it's pretty cool to be able to say. Like, yeah. we're going around to the States, going to do some European dates. A lot of festivals are coming in, which we're not yet able to announce yet, but some of them are in the UK. Yeah, I'm releasing music. Like, we've released two tunes now from our new like, material, our new album, essentially. The EP, uh, we're going to have an EP coming out in March. And, yeah. uh, and then hopefully an album this year, you yeah. know. And again, as Harry said, plenty of touring. Perhaps a UK tour by the end of the year. Like that's what we're saying. We've had such a good time on this on this one that our secret agent <laughs> is getting a call after it, and we're going to say, "Listen, let's book some more dates because, like, we're, you know, it's just so enjoyable." Yeah. yeah. You've got Ireland coming up as well. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. March, we've got a good run of dates in Ireland. Back in the Olympic Theatre, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. It's like one of Park our favourite House as well. Is that right? Opera House. Park yeah. Opera House. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> represent. If you're back home, Limerick Big Top. March, is that yeah. right? Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're back home, you should come. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also I saw that uh, in the last couple of days, I was on YouTube and saw that you, you look like one of the most enjoyable music videos that could possibly be made. You guys oh, and the yeah. Dogs Trust. Oh yeah. What was that like? Ah, uh, yeah. It was delightful. Very cool. Like, again, it was, it was one of the easiest music videos. Yeah, I mean, they say never work with children or animals and we had an absolute joy yeah. working with the dogs, they were fine. Yeah. Even the two main dogs that are in it, um, in the video, are our, our sister, our older sister's dogs. So and our niece and nephew. Our, our, <laughs> our nephews. Our nephews. <laughs> and they're, they, are, uh, they were so well behaved, it was great. We just had basically a day of driving around the Wicklow Mountains. Yeah, yeah. and then the whole like, involving dogs trust and everything, that was a really amazing but also stupid idea because you meet these dogs and you're like, you just want to take, take them all home, yeah. take them all home, and uh, yeah, it really just like made it all very real, you know, and made made me think like, God, I'm glad we're doing this video, Ooh. and make a bit of noise about you know adopting dogs because mm. it's uh, you know it's so important, and like they can really help you as a person mm-hmm. and the dog too, you know. Yeah, uh, I think that's kind of what we were trying to portray in our music video. Cool. So tonight after the gig, you got any plans for 
for head notes or anything? I will go for a, usually the afters in a, when you're playing in Scala, I'd say just for a pint, we'd probably go up to the Lexington just up there, up the hill. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Again, like London is, you know, you can't doubt it. It's the media hub of, you know, whatever. So we might have a few heads down uh, that we'll meet after the show. Yeah, just like that. We've got a lot of friends here from living here for a while as well, so spending time with them. It's about to be a, yeah. a little bit of a... bit of a session. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Paddy's Day as well. Is there any... We no have plans yet. Nothing planned for it yet. Tell Gary that uh, <laughs> <laughs> we might be around. <laughs> it's on record now. Yeah. Well, thanks a million, lads. Uh, right, thanks for coming. Thanks for the podcast. Great way to start. As well. it has, London has been missing a podcast like this, and I'm glad you have set something up, and there's no, no better lads. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Thanks very much. That was Hudson Taylor chatting to us ahead of their gig in London a few weeks back. We made reference to the video for their song, Run With Me, during the chat, and which was made in conjunction with Dogs Trust Ireland and is worth having a look at on YouTube. The lads are on tour of the States at the moment, and as they mentioned, are back in Ireland at the end of March, playing Belfast, Cork, Dublin, and many more. You'll find more info on these gigs at HudsonTaylorMusic.com. Thanks for tuning in. Come back again for more chats with Irish folk in the UK next week.